over and over again in the, in the Gospels, we, we hear the theme of forgiveness. And it's not just in the Gospels, but in the Old Testament and in the New Testament as well. We just can't hide from it. And this is very uh, purposeful on God's part. Because forgiveness is necessary. First part, of course, is accepting well, forgiveness from, from God, that, that we can go to him and ask for forgiveness. We know that he is what? As we heard in our responsorial psalm today, the, low, the Lord is kind and merciful, slow to anger, and rich in compassion. It's that last line from Psalm 103, which is so beautiful. The Lord cast our sins as far as the east is from the west. Ooh, that's just a good thing to meditate on right there sometime. That the Lord takes your sins and casts them as far as the east is from the west. But it's not only God's forgiveness that is highlighted. What God also tells us to do is what? Well, to forgive our neighbor. Mm, that's a little harder, isn't it? But we hear about it, of course, in our first reading today from the letter of Sirach, where it says what? Forgive your neighbor's injustice. Then when you pray, your sins will be forgiven. Of course, we hear about this in the most beautiful prayer as well. As Jesus teaches the apostles how to pray, he teaches them the, the Our Father. And possibly the hardest words of the Our Father are, are what? Forgive us our trespasses, yes, as we forgive those who trespass against us us. We ask for, for your forgiveness, but also you're asking us to forgive, to forgive our, our neighbor, to, to, to love our, our neighbor. Hear about this in Syriac once again. Think of the commandment, hate not your neighbor. What's the difference of hate? Well, it's love. And what is love? As we talked about last week, Love is willing the good of the other. We hear about this forgiveness once again in our gospel today. Here is Peter, and he comes and asks the Lord, Lord, if my brother sins against me, how often must I forgive? And Peter thinks he's going to be generous. He says, as many as seven times? That is pretty generous, by the way. Maybe we've forgiven someone one time. And they offended us again. When we forgive them again, it's harder. But seven times? That almost seems unheard of. So that's why Peter uses that big number. But instead, what does Jesus say? I say to you, not seven times, but 77 times. So you think, oh, 77 times. No, no, no. What that's meant to mean is over and over and over and over again. And by the way, sometimes that's what forgiveness looks like. We may forgive someone, but then the next day that hurt comes back. That pain comes back. Maybe even some, some vengeance comes back. What do we need to do? Okay, I forgive them. It's an ongoing process. It's like an onion, right? There's many, many, many layers of forgiveness. It's not always just a one-time thing. But the Lord tells us 
It is so important because if we do not forgive our neighbor, if we do not forgive the one who has trespassed against us, what is going to happen to us? Well, we're going to be in sin. Unforgiveness is a sin. And we do not want to be in sin. If we are unmerciful, if we refuse to forgive, well, then we're going to be handed back, as we hear in the gospel parable today, to the torturers, into that, into that prison, into, well, we know where that is, right? Not eternal life with God, but without him. Unless what? Unless each of you forgives your brother from your heart. Jesus is making it clear. Forgiveness is not an option. We don't get to choose to do it or not. We do get to choose, by the way. But there's only one right answer. We must forgive. And if we don't, if we do not forgive, then we're not able to receive all that God wants to give to us. And we're also not loving our neighbor as ourself. Kind of use an analogy about this a little bit without even talking about forgiveness too much for a little bit. But it's kind of, we, we know that if we have unforgiveness in our heart, we're not really going to progress, make progress in our spiritual life. Why is that? Because we know that it's blocking us from God. That's what sin does. It blocks our relationship with him. And as we've talked about many times, we must remove those roadblocks from God's love. And so often that roadblock can be unforgiveness. You know, a couple years ago, I had the opportunity uh, to, go, to go camping with my, with my brother. Now, he has, he has five children, he has a wife, and he has a very big camper. And I thought, oh, I'll go join him. I was like, no, 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 that is not a good idea to share a camper with my brother. We love each other, by the way, it's great. But that would just be a bad idea for everyone involved. But I thought, you know what I have? I have an ice fishing house, and it works as a camper, Maybe thinking, is that the same fish house, Father, you dropped through the ice one time and got baptized? You are correct. It is that same house that fell through the ice one time. And so I thought, okay, I can bring it up to Lake Itasca and I can join my brother on his camping trip and make sure that my camper is at least 400 yards away from his. Once again, a good idea for Carlson brothers to do so. But on the way up there, I realized that there was something kind of going on with some of my fuses. Right? And like my right blinker wasn't working. So I got up to the campsite, said to my brother, hey, can you, can you help me? He's like, yeah, not a problem, we'll take care of it. Well, we took care of it right before I left. And so I pulled up my, my truck, we hooked up the ice fishing house, everything, we're good to go. We fixed some fuses, we found out the issue, and I, I took off. And so I started driving away. And about 10 miles down, I'm thinking like, what is wrong with my truck? Like, what's going on? I just can't seem to get up to speed. So I make I think, I'm like, what did my brother do to my truck? Because obviously it's, it's his fault, not mine, right? And so I'm about to call him up and say, what did you do? But then I started through, I was like, what's that smell? I'm thinking, boy, someone's car is really smelling. So I kept on driving because that's what I do. I'm really smart that way. It's about five miles later, I'm like, I know that smell. 
that smell means that my brakes are going. And I realized that I, not my brother, by the way, I forgot to take the parking brake off. And so I'm driving down the highway up in northern Minnesota, and I go to maybe touch the brake, and there's nothing. So I coast to the side of the road. Praise God, I wasn't in the cities. And I get it stopped eventually, and I pop the, pop the parking brake off, and I am freaking out. Like, am I stranded now up here in Timbuktu, Minnesota? And I call my uncle up, who's a mechanic, and he goes, you're fine. Just sit for 10 minutes. The brake fluid will come back into the line. You'll get down to the Twin Cities just fine. You can bring it into the shop. Everything is going to be fine. I'm like, really? He's like, do you trust me? It's like, Uncle Brad, I don't always trust you with your mechanic mobility sometimes, but I trust you on this one. And so sure enough, the brakes came back, the smell eventually went away, and I was able to get home. But I realized that that parking brake on was affecting my journey in a really bad way. That's what sin does, especially unforgiveness. It's like you're putting a parking brake on your journey with God. And not only is it going to slow you down, if I wouldn't have realized what's going on, I would have crashed. It could have been horrible. With no brakes coming into the Twin Cities, that would have been a really bad thing. In our spiritual journey, if we have unforgiveness, you are driving with your parking brake on. And that is not good. That is not safe on your spiritual journey. And if you continue, if we, let me put me in there too, if we continue to be unforgiving, we're going to crash. We're going to go to a place that we do not want to be. My brothers and sisters, forgiveness we cannot hide from in our spiritual life. Especially that forgiveness towards those that we need to forgive. Even if they don't think they did anything wrong. That they don't even know that they offended us. We cannot sit there and stew over the wrongs of others' people, their trespasses, or as Sirach says, we must what? We must overlook faults. Because if we do not, we will be a people who are filled with anger and fury. We'll be a people who are not being Christ-like and not loving one another as Christ loves us. Forgiveness, it is hard. It is hard to forgive someone, especially when they don't think they did anything wrong or if they've really trespassed against us. I know we can go down that list, but Father, you don't know what my sister did to me. Do you know what she said? Do you know what she did? Can you believe this? We all have those stories. But what are we called to do with that? Forgive from our heart, which we need God's help with. And that what he is, he is here to do. He is here to help us. He is the king of mercy, helping us with his mercy and giving us the ability to be merciful as well. So my brothers and sisters, I just ask for you this week, 
to look at your life and say, where do I have unforgiveness? Where do I have that that parking brake on in, in my life? And how do I turn that off and be forgiving so that I may experience that, that peace and that love that God wants to give to me and that I desire to give to those who trespass against me as well?